Thanks for pressing play. I'm Gem Swallow and this is Quirky Gems Podcast. Here you'll find conversation, environment, day-to-day life, curiosities, the things I come across and try, and current events coming to you every Thursday from Southampton, UK. So let's get stuck in. Have you ever wanted to hear your advert played on Quirky Gems Podcast? Maybe you're a blogger, fellow podcaster, small business or author? Check out my Etsy shop, etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash made by gem or direct message me on Twitter or Instagram. It's at Radio Gem. And now a huge thank you to this month's advertisers. Have you checked out my tarot card bobby pins or black cat enamel pins featuring cheeky cat? Get ready for Halloween month. Check out etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash made by gem. Nicholas Faraway is dead. It had taken him a while to come to terms with this basic and yet jarring fact. But finally, in time, he had learned to accept it. As far as Faraway is concerned, his first year and a bit of death has been a distinct disappointment. As is heaven itself. He has so many questions, such as, why are angels so arrogant? Why are there no children? And why does he work in surveillance if G.O.D. is supposedly all-seeing? Then one day, he sees something so shocking, it shatters all his previous perceptions. Faraway by Steve McAuliffe, available on Amazon or on Gems Linktree. Do you remember where you were? on the evening of Black Monday, otherwise known as Monday the 4th of October 2021. The reason why I guess that people are calling it Black Monday is something that's very interesting and that is because social media, it went down. Welcome to Quacky Jen's podcast, I am Jen Solo. <laughs> Hi, I hope that you're doing well. <laughs> I love how I just made the energy go up. Hi and welcome. I hope that you're good. Thank you for tuning in. If you're new here, hi, I am Jem. You're about to have pretty much 45 minutes to an hour of madness. And if you're new, hi. If you're an avid listener, hi. Okay, so this one is not one that was planned, if I'm being honest. When I was thinking about doing a podcast and I thought, okay, I had another one planned. That's coming of course but this thing happened yesterday and i didn't realize how much of a technology nerd i found myself to be and i was quite proud of it let me unfold this for you wherever you are in the world i guarantee that yesterday the 4th of october 2021 if you're listening in the future hi and if you're enjoying this podcast episode and you're in the future you can still message me we can we can communicate you know well, I say that, but if the events of yesterday are anything to go by, who knows? So, yesterday I was actually looking on Instagram and all of a sudden my screen just had like this really weird arrow and it said, could not connect, please try again. I did what I think most of the population in the world did. I came off of my Wi-Fi, went onto my data and it still wasn't going on then. I thought, okay. Let's come out of the Instagram app, go back onto the Instagram app and see if that helps. That didn't help either. So I thought, okay, I'm going to do again. Okay, tried option A, tried option B. Let's go into option C, which is Twitter. You know, 
If you're not following me on there, it's at Radio Gem. Just thought I'd plug that. So I went on to Twitter. And then it became <laughs> trending that everyone's Instagram and WhatsApp and Facebook, they'd all gone down. And usually when it takes place, it's quite interesting because it's usually up within an hour. This wasn't. This was going on for a good few hours. So it went down over here in the UK. I calculated it went down at 4 p.m. BST, which is British summertime. Very hard to say with these teeth. And it came back up. Well, I looked at the app on my phone this morning. It had come back up. So I don't know what had taken place throughout the night. But little bits of nuggets of information started to resurface. So I uh, come at this from an interesting point of view. If you know me well, you'll know that I'm a bit of a nerd when it comes to technology and gadgets. If you didn't know that, well, I am nothing if not educational. If you did know that, then you already know. Congratulations. So, <laughs> so there I was on my Twitter. I'll be honest, okay. I am the kind of individual that when it comes to the evening, you sit down and I'm, you know, I'm in my mid-30s, I watch the soap. The soaps were on, we were all kind of bedding down for the night, we were, you know, we were just lounging around, watching TV. I was so interested in what I was seeing unfolding before me on my smartphone that I could not tell you most of what happened in the regular soaps. I know I am that person that I watch soaps, okay? Don't judge me. But yes, I've grown up with them, don't judge me. But as I was looking on this smartphone... I was literally, it was something visual. Now, Instagram is known for being quite visual. If you're not a fan of Instagram, or maybe you don't even know what it does, there are a couple of things that you can do on there. So you can make videos on there. You can make something which is called Reels, which is very popular at the moment. It's kind of like, if you know about TikTok, it's like that. And it's basically, it's graphics. It's visual. You can do a lot with it, but pretty much comes down to it's a photo sharing app. If you are on Facebook, I hold both hands up. I am not. I'm not on Facebook. It's not my bag. If you love it, great. For me, not my bag. And also WhatsApp. I've never used the thing, but not my bag. So for me, I just found it curious because I only really use Instagram. I like to share reels with people. Yes, I am that human. And I like to upload on my stories. And I'll be honest with you, for me, I only use it for the podcast and for sharing things on my Etsy shop. So if you are loving the podcast, you can find everything there is to know. Sometimes I share behind the scenes, but that's basically the two things I use it for. So on average, there is, to put this into context, from my own personal viewpoint, there is like this timing feature on Instagram where you can calculate how much time you can spend on the app and how much it happens throughout a week. For me, I spend on average at most one hour something on the app. That's just usually uploading pictures or to check my direct messages or to check comments or if anyone's following me, that's it. I have on average four times during the day that I'll check it, but I'm not on there every second. And believe it or not, my phone doesn't sit with me and I'm one of those weird people. I don't have my phone by my bed. That's, a, that's for another episode though. So 
I found it quite interesting because for me, I don't know if it's an age thing. I don't know if it's a generational thing. But for me, I found it quite... I'm drawn to Twitter quite a lot because you can get instant connections. And for me, I like the way that Twitter is formatted. I like the way you can upload a link. Someone doesn't have to keep going to your link tree or wherever it is they're going. And with Twitter, you can provide a link. Someone can click on it. Bish, bash, bosh, job done. And it's just quite... For me, it works. Instagram, I like the visuals of it, but I don't particularly enjoy the algorithm. And yeah, I might do an episode on this in the future. Maybe you're interested, let me know. But it might be something I come back to in the near future. So I found yesterday so interesting. And of course, people have taken to social media also to share what they saw on Twitter yesterday. Now, I personally think that Twitter owned it yesterday. They really did. What they were doing, oh my God. I was actually, I was that person. I was telling my mum what was going on. My mum has a Twitter. She doesn't really use it. She'll only use it if like, say, we've all been there. Online shopping's come or, you know, you have like a little bit of a discrepancy with an online shop, that kind of thing. But my mum uses it. She'll look at what's trending if I mention it, but it's not something that she's into. And most of my siblings use Instagram for business, that kind of thing. But I could not believe it, what I was witnessing before me. And do you know what? I found it so exciting. It really was. So yesterday at 4pm, everything went down. For me, I just noticed it because of Instagram. And then it's quite something. Twitter was starting to become, you know, Twitter. (laughs) Twitter was kind of becoming quite famous by that point because... Most of the social medias went down. So you had TikTok, which I think you could, you could still get to if you use that. I think Snapchat might have been available. I'm not so sure. I don't know if that's owned by Facebook. But most of them were down. Um, I, what I was witnessing is that people don't know what to do with themselves when it goes down. And it was really quite something. So I decided to follow what was going on. I'm already on Twitter, I follow Twitter. And Twitter just owned it. That's all I can say is that... (laughs) So you had the big brands. The only way that I could describe this as I was talking, I texted my younger brother yesterday because I was like, dude, you need to look at this. This is something else. So the only way I could describe it is when we had the World Cup over here in the UK just before the summer, and uh, we have, there was this advert, I think it was UEFA put out. And that was, as the, I think it was UEFA World Cup was taking place, there was one advert where you had the big players, like the big well-known footballers. And you had this video of like this apartment or this flat and you were kind of moved in towards the balcony. And you could see Harry Kane move, like walking across like a suburb or a city approaching stadium and you can see the ground shape it was all animated but you have real life or you know physical humans in the shot if you kind of have a chance look it up on youtube it'll it'll make sense so where you can see harry kane it kind of was like you know giants of football and they're making their way to the arena last night the only way i can describe this is like it was a clash of the titans 
and it's amazing how brands it was literally all the brands you can think of i actually took screenshots so i can refer back to it because i kind of think this shoe was really made especially in the age of social media so you had twitter which was saying literally like hi to everyone literally like oh hi new followers greetings it's good to have you on the platform how is everyone doing this evening you know and then you had like instagram come up which was kind of like yeah hi we kind of don't know what's taking place here but things have gone crazy they even had like um, an emoji on their status on on twitter on their twitter which kind of everyone was saying it's up for them because instagram is a competitor of twitter Instagram had to use Twitter to get their word out and then you had which one was the other one then you had whatsapp come up like hi yeah how's it going and then all of a sudden over I counted over a two hour period you had the masses of brands that we all know you had sneakers you had McDonald's you had wimpy you had KFC you had all most of the brands that we know you had a raisin brand you had they, you had brats, you know, brats the dolls. You had all of their social media managers coming. And after a while, it's weird because at the time when it first began, it was like, oh, this is cool. You know, all the brands that no matter where you are on the planet, you probably had some sort of interaction with. And then all of a sudden, they're communicating with Twitter on Twitter. And it was kind of the only way I can describe it is like, Imagine either being in an arena and you're seeing these massive giants coming together to kind of chill out. Or the only other like visual I can give you is that, do you remember back in the day in the 90s, you used to have this one day called Hot Air Balloon Day. And wherever you were, I think I'd seen it in my life around twice. And used to, I used to have these memories of looking outside the window and you'd see well-known hot air balloons go over so like you might see Rupert the Bear you might see a Star Wars one you might see a Budweiser one literally this was like the modern day equivalent to that memory and I remember <laughs> this is so crazy so there I was sat in the living room and I was watching Twitter you know because everyone was interested in what was happening you know and it's amazing how now how everyone's life is connected to social media in some kind of way. Another thing I found interesting, though, was how people use it. But we'll get to that in just a second. So there I was in my living room looking at Twitter's Twitter feed, as one does, you know, <laughs> on a Monday night. And I was saying to my mum, oh, my God, Snickers has got involved. Oh, my goodness, here it is. It's Snapchat's got involved. Uh, no, sorry, not Snapchat. WhatsApp's got involved. There are other social media platforms. Tampax USA actually got involved and they stole the show, to be honest. And they said, you know, we'll just insert ourselves here. When I saw that, I chuckled to myself. I was like, oh, yes, Tampax own that thread. You know, some might, some went as far as to say, yeah, they own the string, you know, if you catch my drift. But they were like, Tampax own the thread. Yes, they did. <laughs> It was like, ba -boom, they got there. So, yeah, it was quite something watching all of these titans of household names, you know, that most of us have had something to do. I was expecting, to be honest, I was expecting ones like Deliveroo or Just Eat, most of the ones that we see on daytime TV adverts or even on the radio. 
But when you saw all these ones, and there was actually a communication going on, which is actually quite interesting. So the communication went something like this. So Twitter started by, as I said, you know, hey, welcome, literally everyone. And then a couple of, you know, you had Instagram, get involved, you had WhatsApp, get involved. And then you had McDonald's. McDonald's got involved and they were like, hey, what can I get you? So they started this trend off. They started kind of promoting the user space to kind of be like, hey, you know, if social media that you're using is down, why not come onto our app or why not order something? And then I thought, oh, this is very interesting from brands because they're using this to advertise. I mean, you think a brand spends a couple of billion each year, depends on how big they are, but these would be brands we're talking about. They spend a couple of billion a year getting what they sell, their product or service, out into social media. And right now, they can do it for free. In that time, in that place, they could do it for free. And I was like, wow, that's absolutely kind of crazy, actually. I mean, this is what I mean. History was made. So if I look, because I am that human that I actually did do this, I did the snapshots. So you had what was it you had all of these i remember there was a number that someone actually wrote down that's it so mcdonald's said hey what can i get you you know like the kind of thing you get if you went into a mcdonald's drive through so twitter then replied this is like nicely done 59.6 million nuggets for my friends this was at one time over the course of an evening, so we're talking six hours, you can imagine how many followers they got because every other competitor was down. So then you had other businesses and other massive brands coming onto Fame and they were using what they do. And they were saying, you know, like, can we get you this? Or what, can, what, the, what they are known for. So McDonald's then came into the thing and said, how are you handling the Fame? Now, for me, I had to be a part of this moment. I felt the call I had to. So I replied, they're loving it. You know that theme song? You know, the one you get on the TV? Yeah, maybe just me. But yeah, so I saw I saw the need and felt okay. But everyone, even there, like, you know, you had followers getting involved. And the only way that you can describe it is like being in an arena and seeing all these brands literally just coming together. Then you had followers from other people. I, I reckon last night it all went, you know, there were a lot of followers and there was a lot of connections that were being made. But so <laughs> it's crazy. So when you actually saw all this take place and you were like, wow, I actually remember saying to my mum, history right now is being made. For me, the reason why I was excited is because, as you guys know, I'm a millennial. So I hate it, but I grew up, I hate the term millennial, but I grew up in the 90s. So when I grew up, you had the big brands, you know, you have all the big brands that you have now. The only thing is, okay, you didn't just have like OnlyFans, they're a new one. You didn't have Facebook, you didn't have Twitter. Most of the ones we have now, you didn't have back then. So if you yourself are a millennial, you, you hear me, right? But what I found quite interesting is that you were literally seeing how most people of a certain age group were flocking to Twitter to kind of be like, well, 
you know, my regular hangout, my regular haunt is down now. So what am I supposed to do with that? And it's quite something because when you look at how people use social media, again, to me, this is quite interesting because I didn't grow up with it and none of my siblings did. That's the weird thing about it is that when we were younger, I mean, MySpace was just coming out when I hit my latter teens, early 20s, perhaps. And you had ones like, for example, Bebo. You have Face Party, if you remember that. You had MySpace. MySpace killed it. They really did. They were like the platform of the time. If you're a MySpace person, be sure to like this, please. Let me know you're out there because I'm a MySpace chick myself. Don't have it anymore, but who remembers those days? I'm actually... Moving my arms up like whoop, whoop, my space, we miss you. I know they're still around, but it's just not the same without them, is it? Let's be honest. It's just, it isn't the same. So when you look back over the time, like when we were growing up, and like I said, social media wasn't a thing. Baby boomers, you know, I mentioned here before, a generational thing. If you were born in, say, the 50s or 60s, you know, social media wasn't even thought of then. And it's just so crazy to see how people interact with it. Then I got to thinking about the time that we are living in. And I got to thinking as to right now, I mean, it's strange because you have people making a living from being on social media. So they're known as influencers. You have people that have, you know, they make a living and depends on how many followers that they have. And, you know, they each have their own niches that they they do, some do hair, some do makeup, some do lifestyle and all that. But it's quite interesting because I thought, okay, I remember back before internet came out and I remember back, say, in 2005, 2006, to me, they were the glory days, to be honest. I was a teenager and anything felt possible, but we weren't all glued to a device. And I thought, okay, just imagine this. If social media was wiped out now twitter survived the social media apocalypse only lasted six hours but it you know i mean let's put this into context so twitter survived the apocalypse okay you had instagram whatsapp and facebook they all went down other ones i guess you might have had tumblr they were still out if you use tumblr and you had other sources so if we kind of branch away from that you've got things like wordpress you got then it kind of heads into you know blogs or websites however you use it but what i find quite interesting is if all social media that creates influence so most of the influence come from youtube right so people make videos i myself have been on youtube to try it out i prefer podcasting and radio and audio but when you actually go on to instagram and you're bombarded with like hair makeup having said that it does depend on what you're into imagine if instagram went down and imagine if it stayed down when you think about all of these people that make an income from having followers or from having money come in every month or through having a lifestyle that they document on a social media platform and then I thought, really, it's quite fragile, isn't it, in a way? Because, for example, it's quite an interesting one because 
social media is something that can be used as both negative and positive. I remember on kind of, you know, researching for this podcast episode and I thought about, okay, you have people that have overcome hurdles in life through going on to Twitter or social media. You have people on the other end of the scale that have had to deal with things like mental health conditions getting worse because of things like social media. And then you've got people that have built community on social media and people that have never felt so alone and isolated because maybe they don't feel they fit in with these influencers. They can't build a massive brand. They can't be taken seriously for what they do. And it all depends on what side of the coin you fall into. With that said, some people use it for talking to family members. You know, you can direct message family members. You can video call them on, for example, on Instagram. There is a video call feature. It's not that great. It depends on your connection. I mean, let's be honest, but it's there. If you want to do a live, a live broadcast where you can connect with people, it's there. But with that, there's also the flip side of that because it's, you know, you're bombarded with images that can make you feel absolutely enough about yourself. Your hair don't go a certain way or your skin might not be perfect or your waist size isn't where you want it to be. You're not tall enough. You can't carry off that outfit. You, you know, you're not popular enough. You're not ill enough. You're not healthy enough. All of these comparisons that on for example, Instagram, which it's known for being, I mean, most people do know that there is a problem there. Sometimes, depends on what you use it for. But you have, that's Instagram, then you've got Facebook. So the negative can be that Facebook has been known to destroy relationships. On the flip side of that, it can lead to some great relationships. You, I mean, I know that I have a lot of people, listeners, hello to you. If you're from the Ancestry community, greetings. I hope you're well and thank you for tuning in. I know that people, you know, my ancestry listeners, they've been able to connect with people using Facebook or using social media. Or you have WhatsApp where, you know, you can have a group for work, you can have a group for family and for friends. And it's the same thing. You can share quite a lot of stuff on there. But it's quite curious how much people rely on social media. On the flip side of that, Twitter last night and going forward seems to be reigning supreme. It really does. It's a platform that's free. You can still connect with thousands of people and you can you can get instant feedback. You you can there is a world to be made on Twitter, there really is. But it's quite interesting how one evening can change the you know the sky's outline when it comes to social media in general. So what I discovered yes, well today is that you had there's fifty nine point six million followers on Twitter. That was yesterday before more followers joined because of the social media flatline. I mean, if you think of all these people around the world that hadn't even occurred to go onto Twitter, and the strange thing is with Twitter, it kind of does give you everything. Should say really, I should have kind of put a disclaimer. This is not an ad or PR for Twitter. Okay. I'm just, you know, I dig it. Then you, <laughs> you had 
14 million outages, very hard to say with these two, worldwide. So why she took place, apparently, is that Facebook actually were trying to do like an upgrade, trying to, I don't know what they call it, there's a specific word that they do for it, but you know how, for example, if you have an app and it needs to update, right? And you have to update it and it, it just goes on the background. Well, something went a bit awry when Facebook went to do it. And the only reason that Facebook found out about it is because Facebook uses Facebook to do Facebook. So the company uses Facebook to do, you know, it's kind of like having a, copy, uh, a company's intranet. You know how you have an intranet, well, my goodness, it makes me feel old now, but back in the day, back in the early 20, uh, 2000s, you used to have an intranet where you could email someone that was in the same building using uh, like a social media that no one on the outside could get into. Kind of like how Facebook was first designed for. So the CEO and the founder, Mark Zuckerberg, used this in particular as kind of like an intranet. Back in the day, that's how Facebook was founded. And then when they took that and they made it global, or they pushed it out into the outside world, that's how everyone else found out about Facebook. So they still use it as a way of being kind of like an internet thing, which to be honest, is very technologically savvy because intranets, they can be quite expensive annually, really. And yeah, so really, why not have a Facebook that you designed, you created? And if you're at your desk working a nine to five, it seems good, right? Because you're working with it day to day and you can see what needs tweaking. And if you yourself have ideas, you can give it to the right team. So really, I mean, it makes sense, right? With that said, the outages started at Facebook HQ. So then they decided that where they wanted to fix the problem, they had these apparently... <laughs> they had these these passes, you know, if you work in technology or if you work in a building, you have like an ID card or you have an ID card with a barcode attached to it. Facebook are no different. I mean, come off it. They're technology, right? So they had this passcode that they went to get into the building with. That didn't work. And they thought, OK, we kind of have a problem here. They then, I found out yesterday, they then had to send a group of people to a base that's in California to try and figure out what was going on. There was conspiracies going left, right and centre with this, as you might imagine. So, you had, is this a terrorist attack? Could this be a bug? You know, has is this like a cyber attack? And, as you can tell, because not enough information was coming through, everything was going crazy. And then it was just like, well, something went a bit awry. I mean, technology kind of does this, you know, it, it kind of that's what it does and then the great thing about it is that you know <laughs> it's quite fascinating is that the social media managers of social media of you know the big brands like Facebook and stuff they were then they were a part of what was going on on Twitter so my guess is if you're looking at it from a company or business point of view especially when it comes to customer service what better way to learn so I did a little bit of digging and found out that on Twitter yesterday, you had some people through no fault of their own, I'll be honest, it's kind of a bugbearer for me. I don't know if this happens if you're verified, but that's like a whole other thing. But where she can take place is that if you've been locked out of your Twitter profile, you contact Twitter and you get this verification code. 
you then give Twitter the verification code by direct message or whatever. The only thing is, though, you have to somehow contact Twitter to do it. So how can you do that if you're not on Twitter, if you've been locked out? But with that, they've been, they, if you kind of make up another Twitter account and then you're able to do it that way, you can get your original account back. I noticed on average I counted around 10 people that were doing that just last night to try and get their profile back. So that was quite interesting because Twitter support was literally on fire. Twitter, well not literally on fire, but you get what I mean. But with Twitter yesterday, where they had so many people swarming onto their platform and trying to figure out what was going on, they then went down. They went down for a short period of time and Twitter support then had to go onto Twitter you know, via Twitter support and say, okay, folks, you know, what with tonight being what it is, we've had a swarm of people coming, but you know what? We're built for this. We plan for this. We put in steps and now we will be okay and everything, you know, normalcy will resume, whatever that is. So <laughs> that took place. And then Twitter carried on. You can still communicate with people. This morning I turned my phone on, it was 50-50, I wasn't sure if it was going to go on, you know, <laughs> my other half was like, it's going to go on, and I was like, I'm not so sure, I kind of wanted to see what would happen if it didn't, because I thought, okay, then it occurred to me later on in the day, I found out what would happen if it didn't, so I pressed the app on my phone, discovered that indeed it was normal service as usual it came back and you were able to it was a little bit iffy but in fairness the signal down here in the south of the uk what with the weather being the way it is we're, we're in kind of some sort of weird weather so you know you can't get a signal if there isn't a signal to be had right so then i discovered that Facebook itself had lost billions overnight. So many big companies, if they pay tax, I'm assuming, but big companies are on something called the, they're on kind of a stock market. And really it shows how well they're doing. Because when you think about it, when you go on to say Instagram or you go on to Facebook, you get adverts, right? Well, small companies or companies themselves have to pay for adverts to be seen on your newsfeed. It's very clever because they see what it is you're into. So what you're spending time looking at, a little bit of that data is kind of kept in the, you know, it's kind of shown so that they can show you stuff you might be interested in. If you look up, for example, makeup tutorials or hair tutorials, you can bet your bottom dollar that you're going to get an advert that's going to show you some form of makeup or some form of hair accessory. And then what happens is, is that when the big brands, for, the, for example, the ones I mentioned, McDonald's, Burger King or Wimpy, all the ones that we know, sneakers, the ones that we know that are household names, they pay an advertising fee to the big Facebook and then that's how Facebook makes their money. With that said, over the six hour period that it was down, they can't make money if the adverts aren't being shown on the social media. So what happens if you're paying for something and you don't get it? Well, usually you're covered by some sort of e-commerce or internet law, right? That if you're paying for something, you're protected by some sort of law, you get a refund. Now imagine that, okay? 
over a six hour period of time worldwide globally you can bet that that money is into the tune of around about a couple of billion we're talking double digits into the billions of pounds or billions of dollars right here so yeah that's what's taking place will facebook feel it we don't know they're pretty they're pretty big i think twitter reigned supreme yesterday but i think it's interesting going forward because i want to know how it's going to affect people if it happens this isn't the first time that facebook or instagram has gone down and it probably won't be a last to be honest but twitter has always been there i think because they are one platform they don't really branch out into other things they are just twitter but yeah it's quite interesting to see how people are when they just use one platform or how they're interested in one platform how their lives would be if they didn't exist for a period of time and also how much money can be lost over a period of say six hours but yeah so i thought that i would share that with you guys if you guys didn't you probably googled it other search engines are available another one that went down which is quite weird is gmail they all took a hit last night so you had gmail they apparently were uh, trending on twitter yesterday and it was said that twitter names i tell you that gmail went down i quickly checked my gmail that seems to be okay and i also sent texts to my nearest and dearest saying hey if your gmail goes down it's okay apparently there's a, a technological problem but i thought hey that's google one of the biggest companies in the world so i'm assuming they'd have a backup plan so yeah so when twitter went down what happened with you did you worry of not twitter when it was going so well when facebook instagram or whatsapp went down what happened with you were you worried were you kind of thinking okay did you reset your phone did you remove the app that you were using and then install it again did you have a battle with your wi-fi router and thought why of all the times go down why so <laughs> let me know you can do so on the cover art of this episode you can do so via my instagram which is at radio gem or on twitter yeah you know that lovely <laughs> that lovely social media platform so uh yeah it'd be good to hear from you and i'll be back soon with another episode we're going to be talking about e-scooters we are and i've found out that the majority of the uk seem to have them but not everybody so this is an interesting one so if you're into environment then yeah stay tuned this way i am gem swallow and this is quirky gems podcast thanks for listening thank you for listening to quirky gems podcast and remember new episodes drop every thursday wherever you get your podcasts and don't forget to follow me on my socials on twitter and instagram it's at radio gem